0: Welcome, and thank you for tuning into the Graceland Church Podcast. Our mission is to follow Jesus and love
1: our neighbor for the good of the city. I can't tell you how many times I've been with a friend or a family member, and it's getting heated just because they're feeling heated. Because people resist the work of God in their life. And until until people say yes to the work of God in their life, they can be really frustrated by followers of Jesus. Did you guys experience this? It can be a frustrating thing for people. And mind you, our fight is never against those people. We're we're in a spiritual war. We're not against those people. And, and, And a lot of times, it doesn't make sense to enter into the debate. The best thing you can do is just say, here's what God did in my life. I was blind, but now I see. I've done that with friends of mine and family members that have to end by just respecting what I say. They know me. They don't agree with it. Eventually, they know I'm not going to keep arguing around the same points forever. I'm not going to go into the history of the Crusades and how the name of Jesus was used in wrong ways because I, don't, I can talk about it a little, but I can't fully go into that argument. I'm not trying to make justifications for that. I can't go into uh, all these things that people set up in their minds to discredit Christianity and discredit Jesus, but what I can do is share my story. And I can say, God transformed my life. And I wanna share two really important clarifications about this. The first one is this. You don't have to have a dramatic story to participate in this. A lot of times people think, well, I don't have a story where I was like delivered from drugs or where I was picked up off the street. I didn't have insane visions of God. I just kinda grew up in the faith, met the Lord when I was young, kept meeting him more and more, and I've served him my whole life. And I just wanna say to you guys really clearly, that is the best story of all. If you grew up in the Lord in a genuine way and you have walked with him your whole life, that is a story worth sharing. (laughs) My wife was like that and she has stories about when she was like nine or 10 years old, like communicating with missionaries that had come through their church and praying for them and and crying and sensing God's presence. And, And I'm not gonna tell you what I was doing at 10 years old, but it wasn't that. That's a beautiful testimony that my wife has, and that is a story worth sharing. The second clarification is sharing your story doesn't just mean the story of your salvation. It can just be whatever God is doing in your life right now. Like if you're going through a hard time and God is giving you supernatural peace, Share that story when you get in conversations with people. That is giving testimony to the power of the Spirit of God in your life, and it cuts through the noise like nothing else. Are you guys tracking with me on that? So I just want to caution us pastorally with love, because the the, the culture right now and our our nation is so very, very polarized, and and we're not going to do ourselves a lot of good if we spend the next 20 years just battling it out with arguments what will help is if we spend the next 20 years yes we have to engage and obviously speak the truth in love a hundred percent but when we share our story it ignites the spirit of god in people's hearts it ignites things in them because we scripture says that we are the living word we become living epistles his word is written on our heart and comes through us and people don't get to see that epistle unless you share it with them you guys tracking with me so, what I want to do is, we're going to hear a couple of testimonies from some of our youth. So, let's welcome Pastor Oscar up as he facilitates this.
0: Thank you, Pastor Nathan. As Pastor Nathan was sharing, um, you got to see some of the pictures. Uh, we just went to camp a couple uh, weeks ago, and let me tell you, it was awesome. God did amazing things. We encountered God in that game, inner tube frenzy. You know, it was just, uh, it, God's um, movement was powerful in that game. Um, cause, Cause, we won that game. That's why. <laughs> um, so it it was so good. We got to enjoy um, your students so much. We got to minister to them. There was a ton of tears throughout camp. Some good, some bad, but overall all good. Cause God moved in their lives powerfully. And um, I encourage you parents of students, uh, ask them specific questions. Continue to ask them specific questions so they can continue sharing those stories with you. Um, Today we're going to have two students share their camp experience uh, with us. And it's so awesome uh, uh, to hear from them. The the theme of, of, of camp was favor. And one of the overwhelming theme was that God, the Father's favor is upon us so much that we should be dripping um, from from his favor in our lives. So these two students, not that any of the other students, uh, it it didn't happen in their life, but these two students volunteered to share their story. These are two examples of that favor dripping from their life, um, and you'll hear that uh, from them uh, personally. So I'm gonna invite Skylar Holt to come up first. (laughs) I'm going to ask Skyler a couple questions of what God did in his life at camp, but let me tell you before he shares uh, if, if camp was still going on, if there was serve, if server was still never ending. Schuyler would still be in the presence of God, uh, just overwhelmed by the presence. At one point, um, I I hugged him. We hugged it out at the altar call, and it was time for slushies. And I I, I left, and I left. He was still in the altar. I didn't know when he stopped. He just ended up coming back to the cabin when it was time. Uh, But the favor of God was uh, dripping from his life um, in a a very uh, specific and and awesome way. Uh, Sir Schuyler, why don't you tell us one thing God spoke to you at camp?
2: Uh, He told me that I was loved and I should serve here and help uh, Kids form a relationship with Jesus and have a stronger bond.
0: Awesome. Isn't that awesome? Students being called into ministry. That's awesome So Skylar share one thing that God did in your life that you'll never forget
2: He gave me my prayer language and uh, he gave me a deeper relationship with my friends and a deeper spiritual relationship with Jesus, and the Holy Spirit just filled me up.
0: That's so awesome. Um, so Skyler, man, we I remember that last night, right before we went to, uh, it was shower time. It was before dinner, um, and I was having a conversation with Skylar uh, around what he wanted from 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 God that night, um, and exactly what he shared. That's what he received that last night. He was um, there was a moment where I was just on the floor in reverence to the Holy Spirit, um, and uh, the students were praying for me, and and Skylar happened to be right on my ear, um, and he was trying to pray for me in English human words, and he couldn't because he his tongue just kept doing the holy spirit thing and the holy spirit took over and he just couldn't he couldn't pray and i was i had i thought i had i was done crying but i heard him and other students around me praying for me and i started crying again um and afterwards skylar was there waiting for me i got up um from the floor and he was there crying and i'm like skylar you spoke in tongues for the first time. And and I I think I kind of caught him by surprise. And he's like, really? And then like, yes, we hugged it out. He continued to cry. And that's when I just let the Holy Spirit continue working in his life in the altar. And then like I said, it was slushy time. We we went and I don't know when when he was done, but you know, he, he was safe, but he just had an encounter with Jesus and that favor continues to drip. So I'm so proud of you, Skylar. Thank you for sharing. And then we have another student, Samuel. Uh, he also went with us. He was registered as a student because he had graduated from high school, but he was also a leader and he helped us lead the, the students in worship and just throughout the entire camp. Um, so it was awesome to see him out there. And the
2: same questions that I asked Skylar, I'm gonna allow him to answer. Hi, uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Samuel. And um, <laughs> I had the opportunity to go to camp this past week. and. When, we, when you see Skyler and, and my testimony, like, we're not just, we're not the only ones that experienced God. You know, the youth, every single youth that went to that camp had an experience with God, and not only an experience, but they, they got the real thing. And when my brother, uh, Oscar, he asked me if I wanted to go to camp, uh, the first thing that came into my mind was trying to come up with an excuse not to go. Uh, I was in my mind I was like what can I think of like oh do I have to work or or all this but I was talking to someone and they were sharing their story about they're they're older and they were sharing their story about how when they were younger they would go to camp as a kid and they would go every year and they loved it and in that moment God told me God spoke into my heart Samuel I have something prepared for you this week and I don't want you to regret I don't want you to regret really 20 years from now not going to this camp." It was, it was awesome. Um, as a, as I've been to camps, I've been to convention, and every time I go, I always think about, you know, there's going to be that one special night. But with this camp, every night was special. And I remember kneeling down the first night, trying to pray to God, and He just wouldn't let me pray in my own language. He just filled me up with the Holy Spirit and he gave me new tongues and and a fresh spirit. And I shared this in the first service. It it wasn't easy for me to go to camp um, because a part of me felt like I didn't belong and a part of me felt like I didn't fit in with the people around me. (laughs) But it's like if God ignored that the whole week and said, Samuel, I have something planned for you. Will you open the door and let me come in? So I did. And he just radically moved in my life in ways that I cannot even understand or comprehend. And he gave me the real thing. And his spirit was so, so thick and so evident in that in that room. And my life just completely changed. And mm, it was awesome. It was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So like Samuel
0: said, he's my brother, and if I pray for for someone, you know, it's him. Um, I pray for him day and night, and I I know my parents do, because I've seen it, I've experienced it. Um, So I asked him, you know, um, hey, I asked him once. Do you want to go to camp? I gave him, I, I, I invited him, you know, but I let it be. I'm like, God, you speak to him. I don't know how you do it because I didn't, I, I didn't want to pressure him. And one day he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go to camp. I'm like, Yes, let's go, you know. So it was awesome. One of the things um, that I saw in Samuel uh, that week, um, that last night, um, I was feeling yes, physically tired, but also. Uh, I was just, I was feeling a little bit empty. It had, uh, it had been a long week. So uh, I was telling Abby, our other counselor, I was like, man, I, I feel empty. I'm like, I want these kids to experience God, but these services are so long. They're not used to it. Like, they get tired. Like, I just don't know what to do. And she simply reminded me of what uh, the pastor had preached to the leaders earlier about empty vessels and being empty enough for God to fill us. And he's like, she's just reminded me, she's like, you're an empty vessel. You're okay. You're fine. am like, okay. So I went and I, I we went to pray. And then at the end, we, we do an anointing service, the last uh, service. And we anoint the students. We had very special, intimate, Holy Spirit moments with your students. Um, and, and then they came and prayed for me. And Abby was like, we're going to pray for you. We're going to anoint you. And all the students had their hands full of oil ready. They covered me in oil. It's actually this shirt. They covered it, you know, in oil. Like, they smeared it. They were like, oh, like all, all down. I'm like, okay, we're going to get into this. And, and Samuel prayed for me. Samuel prayed and everything I had shared with Abby and I had a feeling, feeling my insecurities, my weariness, God uh, used Samuel to, to speak into my life. And that was a unique and special moment for me because it, it was my little brother that was speaking these words of affirmation. Uh, and at the end, he's like, God, fill him up. And that was exactly my prayer going into it. And he used Samuel as a voice. Uh, his yes allowed. your yes allowed for you to minister me, for saying yes, even though your physically human person didn't want to. So thank you. Thank you. Let's get off for Sam. And like I said, the testimonies from these students, it was, just, it was not just Samuel and Skylar that were dripping with the favor of God. It was every student that you will see, that you will encounter them, ask them. I encourage you, church, ask you know every student what their experience was. And, and I'm telling you that you will get a glimpse of what it was at Camp For Us. Let me tell you something. Um, this, my generation was a little bit different, my generation was ready to run to the altars and just see God. And we would come back from camp and we would would give testimonies and we would tell the church, I'm gonna be the one jumping up here and I want you jumping with me. That was my generation, but it didn't last long. It would be two or three weeks of jumping up in the altar, you know, leading the church in worship. These students, you might not see them jumping out here in the altar or running to an altar because they want a real thing. They want something real. They're not gonna go and run qu- quickly to, to, to the altar and say, you know what? No, they're gonna stay, stay back a little longer and say, until I know it's real, I'm gonna go. So these stories that you hear are real. These are students that truly had an encounter with Jesus and are telling you about an encounter that they truly experienced. It's not an encounter of excitement. It's not an encounter of, yes, I'm excited, and two weeks down the road, it's gonna be a different Schuyler, a different Samuel. No, these are true encounters with the living God that your students have, and let me tell you something. The beautiful thing is, because they're seeking the real thing, it's gonna last longer. It's gonna last a lot longer. It's not just gonna be an excitement, come back to church, and jumping two, three weeks in the front, no their experience their encounters is real they had a real encounter with jesus and that and they led me to have a real encounter with jesus again my story is that man i had i grew up in church and i've struggled throughout my life with certain things and god has been there god has saved me but i don't have a story, a day I can look back to and say, that's the day God brought me out, or that's the day I encountered Jesus. My story was completely always saying yes to Jesus. And God reminded me at camp, seeing these students, that my biggest story, my biggest testimony is that I continue to say yes to Jesus. One day I was there worshiping God, um, and I was just uh, there just, just leading my students in worship by, by worshiping. And I wasn't seeking it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't even cross my mind uh, to ask God to fill me up with His Spirit again. But all of a sudden, the, the same experience I had my very first time that I spoke in a different heavenly language, I had it again. I couldn't, my tongue couldn't move the way I wanted, and I was telling it to move. It started to move in ways that I didn't know and I didn't understand, I had never heard before. And that was just God coming and encountering my life and said, hey, I'm filling you up again, so you need to say yes. Continue walking your, your walk. Continue seeking me. And the more I grow older and the closer I get to Jesus, I can say that though, all those lies, those, those times that I've been embarrassed of my story because I don't have one are gone because I know that seeking Jesus is my greatest testimony. I get closer to him, that's my greatest story, that I will continue to share with confidence in who he is and what he's done in my life and continues to do. So thank you, Pastor, for letting us share.
1: Come on, let's hear it for those students. Come on, church. Skyler Samuel, awesome. Uh, as the worship team comes up, we're going to just prepare to respond together. And I wanted to mention a few things. One is that as our, as our kids and our youth ministries uh, grow here and as God does beautiful work there, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. It, they're going to become these passionate followers of Christ that lead us. They're going to inspire us. They're going to challenge us. They're going to remind us of the rawness that comes when you first meet the Lord, and they'll continue to change this church. And generation after generation after generation, that happens. Isn't that an awesome thing to be a part of? So be praying for these students. You know, the, well, let me pause on that. I'll use my filter because of time, but it's, it's incredible as I hear Skylar and Samuel, and, I, and I've heard others share uh, this about what God's doing in their life. They are having encounters with God that are becoming the stories that they will share for the rest of their life. Right? And they'll keep going back to these moments, but then they'll also share what God is doing in their life currently. And my closing encouragement for us, and I know there's one more fill-in on the notes. Some of you OCD people right now are like, is he gonna say it? Is he, is he gonna say the last thing? Um, the last thing is uh, nothing cuts through the noise like remembering your story. And so I wanted to close with this thought. You really can't share your story if you're not even remembering your story. Right. And some of you guys met the Lord a long time ago, sort of following Jesus a long time ago. And maybe you've been tossed around by some waves. You've been beat up by some circumstances. And I just want to have some space here in response for you to remind yourself of the incredible things God has done in your own heart and mind. I did it last night while I was falling asleep for a while. It was like I just like totally went there 17 years old meeting the Lord, my life transformed, feeling like Charlie Brown, all of life's possibilities become so clear. And if that phrase just feels like it's totally foreign to you, I wanna encourage you to lean into responding to God today. Because I believe he wants to remind you of your story, how powerful it is, how profound it is, how beautiful it is, how real it is, it's his work. He is the one that draws you. And I also wanna give the opportunity for those of you that are are thinking, man, I don't know that I've even started this story. I don't know that I, I'm even a follower of Jesus at all, but I would like to, you can, you can begin to pray in your heart right now, Jesus, I want to know you. Forgive me, I wanna follow you. And we would love to pray with you, to equip you for that. You heard them talk about uh, speaking in tongues. If you've never been around uh, that kind of language, let me just give you a, just a, a brief um, explanation. Uh, God is God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, three in one. We refer to it as the Trinity. And this is just historic Orthodox Christianity. Uh, Three in one, all three parts equally God. And scripture teaches us uh, that the Holy Spirit was poured out when the early church was born 2000 years ago, Jesus descended back into heaven. And the, the Godhead that we interact with when we are living this life on earth is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God and teaches us everything about Jesus and the heart of the Father. And we can't fully grasp or comprehend this, I believe it's a beautiful spiritual mystery and truth that I wouldn't even claim to perfectly understand. But I just wanted to encourage you in that there's nothing weird or strange about the Holy Spirit. Uh, we invite the Holy Spirit, we we, we walk with the Spirit. Um, the Bible teaches that when we're filled with the Spirit, a number of things can happen. You heard them talking about speaking in tongues. You can read all about that through the book of Acts. You'll also see people begin to prophesy. You'll see people filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you'll see in Acts 1-8 that the, the purpose for this is so that you can go and be a witness unto the Lord. It's power to share your story. It's power to share your testimony with the world around us. So it brings home the whole uh, point. That was, what I just shared was the book of Acts in one minute. So if you have a lot of questions, go and read through the whole book of Acts. This is 100% scripture. I don't know about you, but things in the Bible, when I see them that make me a little uncomfortable, it happens all the time, it happens to all of us because there are strange things that can happen. My, My prayer is always, God, if it's you, every bit of you that you want me to have, I want it. Let's close our eyes around the room. Let's lift our hands before God. This is our response. I just want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for every person with their hand raised right now that is responding. Like Pastor Oscar said, they're just saying yes again. First of all, if they're saying yes for the first time, God, I pray you will overwhelm them with your love for them with your plan, with your purpose, with your beautiful forgiveness, with this great salvation. I pray that that they will see things they never even knew existed. Their minds, their eyes will be open, God. Their ears will be open. They'll be filled with a vision from heaven, in Jesus' name, Lord. And I pray for those here that just need to remember their story. The hands that are raised that are like, man, I just haven't, I I, I didn't forget it, but I haven't been living with the power of this story. God, I pray that they would be reminded with backing of the power of God that you would speak to them now and remind them this is you. You have your hand on their life. You are God and they are your creation. They are your beloved and you have done beautiful work in their life that is worth sharing. Not just is worth sharing, but that their neighbor needs to hear about. Their family needs to hear about it. Their friends need to hear about it. They don't need to just hear the newest argument. They just need to hear the story. They just need to see this living epistle that is filled with the Lord, filled with the love of God, the fruit of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit of God, and that is flowing through them as they simply tell the story. And God, for those hands are raised that are just saying, I wanna be filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe, maybe for the first time you're saying, I don't know what this is all about, or maybe you want to be refreshed by the Spirit. Just tell God right now, God, whatever you have for me, I want the fullness of your Spirit. Fill me, God, with the fruit of your Spirit. Fill me with a heavenly language. Fill me with power to be a witness. Fill me with power to live the godly life you've called me to. That's my prayer, Lord, in Jesus' name. I'm envisioning uh, just incredible conversations flowing through the people in our church, with just neighbors, friends, family members, and we're all just saying the same thing. We're just saying, hey, man, I don't know how to address all these questions you have, um, but don't let that stop you from experiencing what I experienced from the Lord. Because what we're really saying is, hey, here's what God did in my life, and he loves you, and he wants to do stuff in your life. Do you get what we're really saying? So the, the all the arguments of culture and all the categorizing and tapping in culture right now, part of the way the enemy is using that, he's trying to convince people that they are not welcome. They're outside, right? Because they believe a certain thing or because they're in a certain camp and we are just Here to say, and and the heartbeat of Jesus is exactly what he did when he walked the earth 2000 years ago, and what he's been doing ever since is he said, hey, you might have things a total mess in all your thoughts, all your convictions, beliefs. You might be on the wrong side of everything, but guess what? What God did for me, he could do for you. That's what we're inviting people into. So let's not get the order mixed up, right? We're gonna raise up disciples, we're gonna lead them into all truth, but let's keep inviting people in just based on sharing our story. Let's just sing this chorus one more time. My chains are gone. Come on, let's sing it, church. My chains Chains are gone. gone. I've I've been been set set free. free. My God. God. One more time with just our voices, come
2: on.
1: Church, let's just clap our hands unto God. Let's lift our voices unto God for just a minute. Come on, let's thank him for this great salvation. Let's thank him for his faithfulness. Come on, keep going church, let's clap our hands. Let's lift our voices unto the God of our salvation. We thank you, God. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for all these incredible testimonies all these stories that literally fill this room. We could write books about your faithfulness and we thank you in Jesus' name. I'm gonna pray a benediction over us, then we'll be dismissed. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you guys very much.